Welcome back to our Book Talk segment of the program. Great to welcome back. Yeah, man has been with us uh, before, a couple of years ago, I believe, is when he joined us uh, previously with his uh, previous book, and he's uh, written another one. Actually, this is kind of a 10th anniversary edition of uh, one of the books that started his uh, uh, authoring career on the topic of uh, creativity. Very fascinating books, fun books as well. It's called Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative, and uh, this is the 10th anniversary gift edition that just came out. We're joined today by Austin Cleon from uh, down in Texas, I believe, and Austin, good to talk with you. How are you? I'm great, Doug. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, good to have a chance. When, it, when the notes came through that you were available, I wanted to have you back on. I believe it was uh, about two or three years ago when uh, you had the previous book came out, right? Keep, keep going. going. That was it. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. I checked the archive. Yeah. So well, congratulations on that, but congratulations on 10th anniversary edition of this was the one that started it for you, right? Feel Like an Artist was kind of my uh, breakout book, you know. It's the one that really shook things up and changed my life as an author. And so, yeah, it has kind of a special place for me, and I'm I'm just bewildered that it's been 10 years, honestly. <laughs> I think any author hopes that, uh, obviously, whatever they write, people are going to like, but when you have one that uh, still resonates... Uh, people obviously still buying the book, the previous, you know, the original edition, and now you have a 10th anniversary edition. This one also has uh, a new uh, afterward by you as well, so it's kind of updated a little bit, right? Yeah, it's um, it's that fine balance between, like, you don't want to alter a book that people love so much, but you also want to add something to it. So I felt like the afterward was a really fun time to kind of look around and say, well, what's changed in 10 years? But also to kind of meditate on, because it's it's funny, you know, the book is itself a creative work, but it's a book about creative work. So it's, right. there's a meta element to it, you know, kind of looking into what is it that makes a book stick around so long, and, and what's it like to do creative work that lasts, you know? So it was a fun opportunity to kind of meditate on those questions. Do you get, I guess you do, but do you get a lot of feedback from uh, the people that have read it, either through, I guess, Facebook or email or writing to you or even talking to you, right, over the last 10 years? I mean, there, the late, great Christopher Hitchens had a great line. He said, when you put a book out into the world, you hear from all the people you should have talked to before you wrote the book. Right. <laughs> you know, they, they email you, they write to you, they, they, you know, they come to your book signings. He said that having a book out into the world has been a free education that goes on for a lifetime. And um, that's that's what Steel's been for me. It's put me in contact with with just a world of readers that that I just never expected. And and yeah, I I, I value this. Um, I'm I'm glad to be alive in this time where where you know I can connect with my audience directly and hear right from them about both what they get out of the books and what they're struggling with because they give me new ideas for books to write. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, with uh, it's easier nowadays to, to contact uh, people, either authors or you know, people in the performing arts or anybody, really, than it used to be. I guess you could always write to the publisher years ago, but now it's it's much more direct. And that, I was going to say that has helped you with your other books that you've written since then, hasn't it? Yeah, and I always like to joke with people, you know, I'm an elder millennial, so I'm approaching <laughs> 40, but I do, you know, I do remember what life was like before the Internet. And I, I did literally write letters and put them in the mail to a few writers uh, and artists when I was growing up. And and I think that, that, like, barrier to entry, there was something to it that made it a little bit more special. So now I kind of feel like my books are letters to readers, in a sense. They're, they're sort of like the letters that artists wrote to me back. 
um, when I was younger, they're just, uh, uh, you know, they're just fancier, I guess, or longer. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and again, for the people that may not have gotten it originally, and this is new to them, I'll just do a, a brief overview again. It's The book is called Steal Like an Artist, and that's kind of a, a play on words in, in a sense, but uh, that's kind of the premise of it as well. Uh, all art uh, or all creativity uh, does come from somewhere, at least part of it comes from somewhere else. So in a sense, you're stealing, but you're not really stealing. You're just kind of taking it and putting your own twist on it right yeah we i mean i think the paradox at the heart of the book that's so interesting is that when we get started we think being original is the most important thing and the thing to shoot for but the way to actually get there is to be influenced by as many things as possible and things that are unique to us and that resonate with our own spirit if you can find work of others that resonates with you and find a way to bring it into your work and have unique combinations of work that's come before. It's it's in those unique combinations that you come up with your own thing. So the way towards originality is not actually by trying to be original, but by trying to bring in as much work as you possibly can and, and transform it into something new. Yeah. Hey, as someone who's uh, myself interested in broadcasting since I was a kid, I always, and you know, friends of ours would always kind of talk about, you know, the different broadcasters doing games or you see on TV and uh, when you eventually get to do it, hopefully, uh, like I did in college radio and then hopefully professionally, you, you take from all those broadcasters and you may not sound original at first but you hopefully combine that into something original and i guess that's the same way with any kind of creative art form or creative uh, work right i mean like you talk about writing a book uh, uh you know you're taking from others that you've read about but then you make it into your own eventually yeah and my favorite thing is you know people in your position who they have to create new shows all the time or or really anybody in that kind of position um it's so fun you know, hearing from people in other uh, other fields, one of my favorite um, my favorite group of readers is I actually hear from a lot of preachers. Oh, really? <laughs> because it it sounds funny, but you know they have to come up with a sermon every Sunday. So there's a rich tradition in preaching of you know stealing stuff. Thou shalt not steal. <laughs> but actually, a lot of preachers they like to steal things because they always need new material. They're almost like stand-up comics. You know, they have to put on a show every Sunday. And so I, I you know, I hear from a. a abnormally large group of uh, uh, preachers actually <laughs> said that the book's been really oh, that's great. inspirational to them. <laughs> well, I know dancers, I've heard, you know, some of the people that we've all heard about in show business, dancers, they always say they stole, uh, you know, steps from each other originally, and then, you, again, you combine them into your own style. I guess singers do the same. I guess actors, whatever, any kind of creativity uh, you're, you're doing that, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of the book. I mean, do you, you almost say, go ahead and do that, because you have to do that to be able to develop your own style. Yeah, I think any great master of their craft or their art form starts out as a student and keeps going as a student. I think that's what's so important. The really great artists are able to retain their sense of wonder and creativity throughout their career, so they're always on the lookout. They don't calcify. You know, they're they're always on the lookout for that next thing to steal. And that's why I actually like the metaphor of stealing so much is because I think it's a form of attention that you pay to the world. It's, it's almost like you're casing the joint, you know, always right. looking for stuff you can steal, always stuff that you can use. And I think when you have that attitude, it keeps you alive to the world in a, in a sense. It helps you pay attention to it. And paying attention is, is a big part of uh, uh, staying curious and really staying alive. Yeah, and you got great titles of your chapters and uh, 
Like write the book you want to read. Uh, what's the other one? The Secret. Do good work and share it with people. That's an important one. They're all important, but be nice. The world is a small town. So, And they're fun chapters and fun little uh, like doodles that you kind of put in there as well. I guess those are your doodles, right? <laughs> yeah, everything in the book came from my hands. So um, it's kind of fun. I, I, I really enjoy putting the pictures and words together. I, uh, I, I fly by Alice's. Um, summary in Alice in Wonderland. She says, uh, what's the point of a book without any pictures in it? That's so, right. Uh, that's, that's, that's how I operate. <laughs> well, I know we're just about out of time, but again, uh, the name of the book, Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative, and this is the 10th anniversary uh, gift edition just out. Austin Cleon has been our guest, and Austin, once again, give out your website, if you would. People get more information about the book. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, same address and same spot I've always been. Uh, it's austincleon.com. Um, K-L-E-O-N, and stop by and say hello. Great. Austin, great talking to you again. I'm sure you got another work in the, in, or project in the works, so uh, when that comes out, we'll definitely have you back. But, uh, again, congratulations on this, and we'll talk to you soon. It's always a pleasure, Doug. Thank you very much. I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America. <laughs> 